Hi guys. How are we? Uh, how are we? I know it's a Thursday, I know it's fucking hot, but we can give it a bit more energy than that, right? Um, welcome to special guest. Can I have a hand up if you've been here before? I recognise you guys, hands down. Hands up if you've never been special guest before. Can we give a big up to the new people? And remember, if you've been here before, take a little bit of responsibility, welcome someone in, make sure you get to know someone you've not seen here before, and get, get ready for a good time. Special guest is the event where the audience are the speakers. Basically, the stage is yours, anytime you want, unless there's already someone on here, you can come up, say or do whatever you want for 60 seconds. And how do we know it's 60 seconds? Well, we've got a time lord in the house. First big up of the night goes to Lamara. Lamara's in the corner over there. When you are on stage and it hits 60 seconds, that will happen. It's a very obvious change of lighting and you kind of know it's your turn to get off stage. We've got a few other special things happening tonight. It's not just an ordinary special guest. We are recording a podcast, episode two. So you're at the beginning of something beautiful. So we've got Brett on the sound at the back. If you say something on stage that maybe you're not sure you want on the podcast, it will be anonymized, but just let us know. You've got Matt, Big Daddy, a special guest. Just let him know there. Hands up, please. Or Brett in the back with the headphones on. And most importantly, special guest is a place for you to just be yourself and do whatever you need to do on stage. Anything goes. We only really have two rules. One is that you get off after six seconds and give people the time. And secondly is that in between someone coming on stage and getting off stage, you have to keep the hype going. So we clap, basically. That's it. It's very simple, but it is absolutely crucial. So let's have a little bit of a simulation. Let's see what we can do. That's the energy we want in the room. Coming up on stage isn't the easiest thing, no matter if you're like an established performer or you've never been on stage before. Being yourself in a room like this, and especially knowing a podcast is being recorded, is fucking brave. So we've got to make sure we give people the big up when they've been on stage and keep that clapping going until the next person goes up. I don't care if it's five minutes, you keep clapping until you feel awkward enough that you get on stage yourself. <laughs> so, special guest has three rounds. We'll have breaks in between. Um, but I feel like might as well kick off. I see some people who I think are definitely ready to hit the stage and share something. Um, we'll start with a round of applause, and then if you feel the moment takes you, the stage is yours. Bonsoir. Um, I'm about to do something really stupid, so embrace it with me. For the next 60 seconds, any of you can shout out a question that's a yes or no answer question, and I have to answer honestly. Go. No. Really disappointing. Yes. Do you wash your legs? Do I wash my legs? Was that the question? Yeah. Who doesn't? Yes. <laughs> I work in the NHS, so. I'm going to answer yes. <laughs> Are you French? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying to embrace other cultures, okay? <laughs> We're leaving the EU. I'm trying to bring as much as I'm still allowed. Do you believe in love? Yeah, actually, I really do. <laughs> At first sight. Um, yes, I actually think it's a thing. It's happened to me. It's, I've seen it happen. But I'm not gonna lie, it's not always healthy. But yeah.
Hi guys. How's everyone doing? Wow, the energy, I like it. Um, it's my first time in this specific venue, but I've been special guest before. And I was thinking about it the other day, Matt, honestly, this has become really like my family. Um, even though I don't come to all of the events, it's just having that WhatsApp there in the background always makes me feel like I have people to turn to if, if I need to, um, which is difficult because, I mean, well, it's good because I'm actually from Ethiopia and my whole family is there. And today is actually my dad's birthday. And since, <laughs> and since the, we have a podcast being um, recorded, um, I thought today is as good a day as any to just appreciate my dad a little bit. Um, he's like literally my never-ending inspiration. Um, he's my coach. And like I'm honestly very lucky that I have someone who I can call at any point. He's like a teacher. Just yeah, I'm getting emotional, but <laughs> basically, I'm I'm very very proud of all of the things that he's done, and also he's become an artist this year, like literally overnight, just decided to pick up a pen and paper, and he was disciplined, and yeah, so. In spirit of him, I'd like special guests to just say happy birthday in a video because I can't be there. So I'm going to, on three, I'll just film and then if everyone can say happy birthday, I'd really appreciate that. <laughs> All right, one, two, three. Happy birthday! Right, I'm gonna put this down because I'm really short. Hiya. Hi, I'm Marcia. I'm just come from work. Obviously, I look like this. I'm just gonna come up and ask for some advice. I'm obviously like a recent graduate, so new in my game, completely lost, and I think I'm being mugged and, bamboo <laughs> and bamboozled in my role, and I don't know how to address it because I'm obviously a nice person, but also I'm like, run me my check. Like, Beyonce told me, run me my check or pay me. And I wanna get paid, but I don't know how to do it without being like, rude but then I'm like also I know my rights and I know my rates and sorry we live in the UK but I I don't know how to do it so who can help <laughs> anyone or oh, you always lost this yeah huh what do you mean right yeah. now yeah yeah but is it like a me process or is it my job process that's why I don't know I don't know whether it's like the role that I'm in or actually I'm the problem I don't like to say <laughs> right, well, how do I do it without coming across as rude, but also, like, not... Yeah, everyone says be assertive, but how do I be assertive without being... That's it. Just be nice. But I tried to be nice today, and I asked for a chat, and then, because maybe it's my company, they're a bit, like, family, and it... Right, one at a time, okay? Please. <laughs> Sorry, can I? Right, I thought I thought I'd email, but sorry, I'm done. <laughs> can I? Can I okay, thank you. So um, it's like a family company; they're married. So I was like, maybe I'll like send them an email because I got underpaid. And then I was like, today I'm going to bring it up. And I just saw the husband look at the wife like in a dirty look, and I was like, but I want my ninety pounds.
I'm just gonna add to that because as you can see, I'm a small lady-shaped person. An advice for like small lady-shaped people. Nev it's, not, it's not a bad thing to be nice, but never apologize. Say, I'm here, this is my space. Thank you for letting me take up this space. Thank you for acknowledging me. Never, oh, I'm sorry, I would like to ask you Thank you. Like things like that. Like it's it's passive aggressive to some people, but you can't change the fact that you feel like a small fish. So that's like a really good first step to feeling like a bigger fish than you actually are. And then from there, that's when you build all those things like etiquette about like demanding things, etiquette about having documentation. Have that first step for yourself first. And then anyway. Thank you. I got, I got about five minutes because ain't no one timing me and I'm meant to be timing myself. So we're just going to run with this. Um, who, who, who just came up just now? Listen, I think, wait, hey, hey, Ribway. Hey. No, 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 reparations. This is my time, you know what I I think, yeah, as someone who has suffered um, from anxiety in the workplace as to assert yourself um, and already being othered and being the person like, I'm just going to ask because, you know, I deserve to be here and um, I'm going to just make myself and minimise myself. I think you have to be very aware of the dynamic between yourself and your quote-unquote superior. So as a young black woman, if you don't mind me saying, maybe that's what you identify as, there's a huge fucking disparity in that, which actually knocks your confidence in asking for these things, first of all. So it's all well. I always, I always say this to my pops. He's like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? I was like, you are a six foot five black man. Like, it's very different for you to go up and say, run my check, and they'd be like, yeah, here's the keys to the coffers. Take all the money. Take what you want, David. So I think... Let's, let's, like, the dynamic in which you're working with, like, let's be um, aware of that. But like someone said, you need to build your personal strength. You're not begging, you're asking for what is owed to you. I think it's very important, like someone said, safe. I think it's very important um, to, to do your research as well. So if there's someone else at your position, and never, never feel a point of deference coming out of university, fam, you've done that, stretch, prison term, four years, three years, whatever, you got your piece of paper and now we're trying to make it in the real world. I know I'm over 60 seconds calm. But I think it's very um, valuable to do your research in and around your company if anyone else is in a junior or emerging position. Depending on your industry you're in, I would say if you work in the creative industries, majorplayers.co.uk is a fully transparent website and runs um, kind of like different type of salaries for a position, ask your friends, or, or my big bad boy advice, Citizens Advice Bureau, sue them. just went to the toilet and um, I ran into people from Indonesia and I think they're here so hi uh, it reminded me that I'm going in three weeks and I'm going on my own and I've never been so that's cool you know they can help me out and by the way if anyone have been just you know if you have any tips um, but yeah so I decided to go on my own never been and um, yeah I just decided to stop waiting for opportunities you know like there's some stuff we all really really want to do and just wait for the friend it's going to join you, you wait for them to have the money or to have the time. I just want to tell you, don't do that. Just go, just do, just live your life. Like, I've wasted so many time, so much time. I'm freaking out. Uh, <laughs> 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 that doesn't help. Like, it's my second one. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, don't don't waste your time waiting. We don't know how long you know we have here. So like this year, I've been you know taking any opportunity to do whatever I want, even on my own, and it's been amazing. I've met so many people, and um, yeah, do it. Just do, just go, just do whatever trip you want to do. Just move if you want to move. Quit your job if you want to quit your job. Um, yeah. Hello, everyone. Hi. So I guess a couple of you have seen me already. Um, <laughs> all right, thank you. Ciao, bye. Um, so it's uh, shameless promotion time. I'm going to ask you to all take your phones out. Uh, don't worry, there's no money involved. It's more like a joke. So my girlfriend and I started this Instagram page, and it's called PP Sauvage, which translates to wild pee. And it's basically pictures of my girlfriend uh, taking a pee in the wild. <laughs> but I, I guarantee you, it's very tasteful. All the, picture, all the pictures were taken by me, obviously. So it's P-I-P-I-S-A-U-V-A-G-E. And our hashtag is free the we. And <laughs> it's, a, it's an ode to, uh, it's, an ode, it's a woman's ode to wild pee. Uh, and you can call it a feminist movement. It's basically like letting the women take back the world. And, you know, why should men be the only one uh, allowed to pee wherever they want? So, you know, the world is yours. And this is basically what we're doing. We're, we're going camping in a week, so we're going to create a bit more content. <laughs> and we're going to pee all over Sweden at the end of July. So you'll get the beautiful landscapes of Sweden. All right, thank you, guys. Take care. Hello. Um, so I did not know what I was going to talk about. And then I opened these, which are gluten-free pretzels, and they taste like real pretzels. And I'm so shook. I got celiac disease recently. I don't know if any, does anybody in here have celiac disease? See, this is how I feel in this, in this life. Like, it's been what, like eight, nine months? My whole life has changed. Like, I'm still in the phase where like, my favorite food has a shit ton of gluten in it. And it's like, it's actually mad because your relationship to food is like nostalgic. It's, it's like your childhood. And then one day, my body was just like, this is, this is evil. Like, this is making you really, really sick. And it's like, I was like, Ruben was eating this beautiful pizza. And like, I lived in Italy and man, like I don't see good, good pizza that much in the UK. But like when he was eating his pizza, I was like, if I just lick that, I'll be ill for like two weeks. I will be ill for two weeks. How weird is that? And it just happened overnight from stress. So let me just say as well, like, if you're holding in stress, you might not be able to eat a real pizza. <laughs> like, if you're not talking about your feelings, if you're not expressing yourself, if you're holding in, like, judgment or, like, grudges, anything like that, like, <laughs> goodbye apple crumble, like, goodbye all of this good, good shit that you guys take for granted. So just please say what you need to say. Say it to your boss, because otherwise you're just, I mean, these are good, but there's so much shit that just is not real. So, like... This is just a public service announcement. It's real. Okay, so it's my birthday next week. But 
I'm going to come clean about what I did on my birthday last year. <clears throat> I made a porno. <laughs> so, I can tell you because my mum doesn't listen to podcasts, so this is all right. Um, I have this really bad guilt sometimes when I watch porn because it's always like anal uh, slave in training and pussy gets pounded and it just makes me feel a bit ugh. So I thought, right, I'll research feminist porn and find out what it's all about. So I was like... I know what I'll do, I'll just go and work on a feminist porn set. So when I said I made a porno, I was actually helping, I assistant produced it, I wasn't in it. Not that there's anything wrong with being in it. But um, yeah, it was quite an interesting birthday. I spent half the day holding antlers on a woman while she was done by another woman with a strap on. And it's something I've not really told anyone since. So uh, I think mainstream porn is a bit fucked up and... If you want to watch porn, I really recommend checking out paid-for subscription sites like Erica Lust. And, uh, yeah, feminist porn's cool. 60 seconds is longer than I thought. Um, <laughs> so this year on my birthday, I won't be making porn, but I might release an article I've written about it on my blog because I've never really shared it before. Uh, yeah, what else? Oh, my name's Sophie... Oh, am I allowed to say it on the... Po I don't know. Sophie Hell, yeah? Y-E-R. H-E-L-L-Y-E-R.com. I talk about, like, girls wanking. Also, feminists watch porn. Feminists, I watch porn. Bye! <laughs>
yourself, free up your legs. You are highly moisturized. Wash your legs. <laughs> Speak to the sweet one who you've been trying to chat to for the longest time. Get here, like, I don't know, man. I've just come back from travels and I've realized like lots of people say, life is too short. You can't come and die. Don't kill yourself because your boss is stressing you. Tell them, bitch better run, have my money, run me my check. It's okay. Like, it's not that serious. But like, ultimately, like, I've, I've everyone's been chatting shit about Instagram baddies. But you know what? Like, Instagram baddies are low-key a vibe. Because ultimately, no, 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 no. You don't have to like bring out your bum cheeks <laughs> to kind of like encapsulate that mood. It's just being confident enough to back yourself and be like, you know what? I'm gonna go for this, or I'm gonna go for that. And shameless self-promotion is actually okay. So whatever hot girl summer means, I'm not a stallion. I'm five foot one, but I have the spirit of a stallion. Like, oh God. <laughs> She kind of got my answer from that, but my thing was, I was texting this cute guy. <laughs> and so I was being cheeky, because I'm studying to be a software engineer, and he is one, and so I've got a coursework. And so I was like, I was actually looking to contract it out, if you know any devs, and he's like, ha ha, what are your rates? Do I say dinner, <laughs> drinks, or coffee? Dinner, yeah? Dinner. 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 We're gonna go. <laughs> Guys. I ain't got shit to say, but I'm just gonna say some bullshit. Alright, so boom, my name's Felicia. Hi, it's really refreshing to hear people say hi, Felicia, so fucking bye, Felicia. No, seriously, if you meet another Felicia, you say bye, Felicia, you're a dickhead. Like 1,000 million percent. Hold on, should I pose? Yeah, no way, no. When you take a picture, yeah, you gotta take a professional picture. Hold on. All right, I was all gonna like drop down and do the, you know the, you know when you drop down and go like this. That is a serious pose for the females out there. Um, okay, so I'm, um, all right. So I got like some bad news yesterday. Um, I found out like one of my friends passed away, which was really horrible because she's really young and she was on holiday, like proper, proper downer. I'm sorry to do that. So guys, all I really wanted to say is really embrace the moment and make sure you take pictures 
Like, <laughs> why are you laughing? No, <laughs> no, seriously, take pictures because even if you look shit on Monday, yeah, you're gonna look not on Wednesday. So, like, take pictures, capture the moments, and like, love everyone, and um, give me a hug after, and give me money and sugar, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, I played this before, so let's play it again. Um, yeah, just see how fucked up you guys are. So basically, it's called uh, No You Didn't. Um, we're gonna, I'm just gonna start a random story. I'm gonna go somewhere. If you think this part of the story is shit, you say, no, you didn't. And we'll just make some shit up on the spot. Um, so just give me a scenario. Where did I start my day off? Wedding. A wedding. All right, so yeah, I woke up in the morning. I went to, um, I went to a wedding. It was my uh, uncle's wedding. Was it? I thought it was my uncle for a long time, actually. You know, but no one tells you, do you? But you're at the wedding now, so I'm like, so I go up to this man who I thought was my uncle, and I'm like, "How you doing, uncle?" I was like, "Bruv, who the fuck are you? And why am I here?" And he was like, "Actually, who the fuck are you? And why are you here?" So then we were like, "You know what? We need a drink." So we went off to the bar. We didn't go to the bar. I went. Do you know what, the bar was too far away and there was this barn to the right of it. So we're like, do you know what, let's just go to the barn. So he walked into the barn. He started taking his top off. No, he didn't. We both know, we all know it wasn't his top. His trousers came straight down. And I was like, shit. I was like, okay. So I started taking my top off. Um, took my top off, took, took, my, took my shoes off. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I've got butt naked with just my shoes on with this man that... He's flashed the light on me. I don't know where this is going, but yeah, that was... So finish the story in your heads, I guess. <laughs> So I spoke to my colleague today, who I'm not really good friends with, and she, I was telling her about the Stonewall riots that happened 50 years ago, and she was asked me whether she thinks that we still need a pride movement, and I obviously took a minute and I said yes, and basically I just want to use this time to say that the fight is not over, keep on fighting, whether you're queer, a person of colour, you've got to keep going because... You don't need to be a lesbian couple and go on a bus and get beaten up. You should be able to ride freely. So keep on fighting. Yeah, so I just wanted to talk one last time. So I just wanted to say thanks to everyone who said nice things about what I've been drawing. It's been really fun here. And also, about Pride, I just recently found out that this whole thing that's been happening to me, I'm trans. I didn't know that until I came here and realized, oh, there's a word for what's been happening. But in the Philippines, that's not a thing that's going to happen. So yeah, new discoveries. The fight isn't over. And it's not about me. It's about everyone who's like, yeah, it's like everyone who's like, wait, there's a word for this? So yeah, keep going. Oh my God, I love you guys. <laughs> I 
yes. My English is not so good, so be patient with me, okay? <laughs> so I come, I'm Erika. I'm from Indonesia. Do you know where is Indonesia? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. We are in Asia, okay? Not in another continent, okay? So basically, uh, I come here as an, a student here, and I, I arrived here in September, so there's, I just want to tell you the funny story of become an international student here in the UK, especially in London. The funniest thing is, in the first day, the director of my program said, how are you today? And I was like, oh my God, I'm going today here? <laughs> because in, Indone in Indonesia, we used to hear the uh, English from the America, USA accent, okay? So the British I heard is only from the Harry Potter. Which, <laughs> which one are you? Gryffindor, Slytherin? <laughs> so it's like something like that. So when I come here and he said, how are you today? Oh my God, I'm going today here. <laughs> and, and the first, and the first dying action was in the winter. I got the, what is uh, winter blue? Something like that? Yeah. Because my first landlord, landlady, she is not allowing us to turn on the central heater. Oh. So it's, because I asked her, why? Because it's expensive. So I will give you the portable heater, and it's so small. Oh. So I put it into the table beside my bed, and I was sleeping like this oh. every night. And I got, you know, it's like when you're sleeping like that, your muscle was strained. And I called the GP because he said, NHS is free, Erika, is you good? Okay, you can go to GP. And I called it. I called it in the end of November. And the lady on the phone said, Oh, okay, you got your chance in January. No, I'm <laughs> I'm sick now, and it's just funny. Okay, it's free. It's free, but it's free, you know. <laughs> Thank you. We're, we're gonna we're gonna tag it. We live together, so just pretend you're having you breakfast with us. Permission. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Sophie. Um, that <laughs> stuff that we're just going to skip straight to is everything you need to know about squirting in 60 seconds, right? Yes. Go on. Sweet. Especially, especially for some people who ask. Um, is it pee? Um, so the fluid that is, comes out when you're squirting does come from the bladder, yes. But it contains very low levels of urea and creatine, which make up pee, so it's odorless, it's not yellow. So it's a bit like pee, but it's not really pee. Probably hard to squirt if you're really dehydrated. They've done these good studies where they like scan your bladder, make you get you sexually excited, your bladder fills up, and then you come and your bladder empties. So anyway, next. <laughs> next. Uh, can everyone squirt? And also, why would you want to squirt? That's two questions. Okay, so only uh, 10 to 54% of women can squirt. We don't really know how many women can squirt. <laughs> exactly. We don't really know, because not many people research this shit. I think because lots of men are scientists and they don't really fucking know what they're doing. So, the answer is, not all women can squirt, apparently, but we don't know. Second, as same as like the male ejaculation, it doesn't really matter if you can squirt or not, a squirting is separate to an orgasm, and it shouldn't be the end goal, like, it's cool if it happens, but it's also kind of annoying, because your bed sheets are wet. way too much but then also probably appropriately plaguing my mind and I know it's kind of 
probably some things that people don't want to hear about, but that's climate change because more and more I just get keep giving this news that's, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting all this information in my head about really negative things, but, and I don't really know how, like, what to do about that yet. I mean, I know there's like lifestyle changes, et cetera, but, and also if anyone here works in that kind of sector and can like give more advice, it'd be great. And so recently, without getting too depressing as well, I'm really sorry. So if anyone's got something funny to come up after, please do. Um, but recently there was a new nature paper report uh, report out and it was talking about if governments are serious about limiting global heating to 1.5 degrees as agreed at Paris, he, they were saying that basically needs to be no new fossil fuel in infrastructure and like anywhere ever from now on. So we all know no one's going to be like changing the landscape as as it exists now. So it's like, what does that look like? Um, and so then the next part, it says, if they ditch that target, the 1.5, and go for two degrees instead, the result of that would mean 99% of coral reefs are extinct, 65 million more people exposed to deadly heat, twice as many plants, three times as many uh, creatures lose 50% of their have 50% of the hab habitat as 1.5, the Arctic sea ice dis just goes, and 10 million displaced by rising seas. And as we know, also the effect of Im like immigration and the increasing ref like just refugees. So it's like you know where are these people going to go? Brexit, borders, and that general political climate. So I don't really know what to do without all of that information <laughs> and it's really depressing and it's like what has been done? I think more needs to be done from the top up, which isn't because much as people can do from the bottom and change their lifestyles, there needs to be more done the people in power. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, I don't really know what to do with that. So that's, sorry for that point. <laughs> So um, I completely forgot about this, and I'm so glad I remembered it now. Um, I was in Mexico, and I was with a friend. We were waiting for a train. I thought someone was going to say, no, you didn't. Um, <laughs> and she automatically walked to the front, and I followed her. But as the train approached, she was like, oh, we can't sit here. And I was like, why? She was like, oh, the front of the train is reserved for women only, and you're a guy, so you can't sit here. I was like, that's a strange thing. I've never heard of that before. Why? Do, why? Does that exist? And she enlightened me. And I chose that word because the enlightenment was profound. The things that she told me that has happened to her, which she's given me license to share, which I promised that I would at every given moment. She said that many a time, a guy would just follow her home and start masturbating behind her. She was in the library, sitting down, studying, minding her business. A guy just came up, pulled the dick out, started wanking. On public transport, my another friend says she never sits on the inside seat of a bus because men will come up to her and start stroking her leg. See, like, this is not acceptable in any form or fashion. I, did, I was not aware of this until I was in Mexico and tried to get onto a train. I feel like guys in general should be told that this is not acceptable behavior because there's many men out there that think this is standard behavior, this is lad behavior. I was vet. Vex is not really the right word. I was distraught at the time when she told me this. She was like, ask all your female friends. Something along this line has happened to them. And guys, this is meaningful to guys, but obviously perception, 
talk to your, to your guys, because if they tell you this kind of story and you're laughing, I swear, if I ever catch you slipping back. Because <laughs> it's, not, it's not acceptable at all. Guys, we need to do better. The whole hashtag men are trash isn't bants. We, we, we are trash. We are so bad. So bad. We can do so much better. Come on, guys. So just off the back of that, um, I think I was 13 the first time. Something like that happened to me on a bus. Like, I'll sit at the back of the bus and, like, I already, this guy was sitting in front of me and like it was just us and I, I just felt uncomfortable without even looking at him and girls you know what I mean when you get vibes and you're like something isn't right here without knowing exactly what it is um, so I you don't even realize you're doing it because I'm like you're consciously thinking I'm like stare out the window stare out the window stare out the window and then I look at him nothing going on he has his bag over his like lap and then I, I look it out again and then like I look again and like his whole penis is out and like he's literally wanking in front of me. And I was like maybe 20 minutes from home and I just got off and just walked home. And literally, I think it's the first time I'm actually telling it, like saying, like talking about it. But it's, it's mad how that kind of stuff just sits with you and you just don't, when I got home, I didn't even feel the need to tell anyone because it's kind of just like that happened. And I didn't even really fully understand. I didn't, couldn't even comprehend like what just happened. And now there's times where, you know, when you're on the train, public transport, things are a bit busy, and like it's crowded. You f you feel the grope. You feel the gropes. You just you just know. And like, I'm I'm a pretty loud, outspoken person, but nothing silences me like that shit. Like nothing. So when when people are telling their stories and they're so brave telling their stories and stuff, like. It, and people say, I wish I, I said something at the time. Like, truly, like, honestly, I don't, I don't know that girl when I'm scared. It's like, it's a whole different person. It's such, like, it's such a natural, instinctual, like, behaviour or reaction. It's one thing I don't think, it's the only time I'm not thinking or anything like that. And, like, even now, just feeling shaky talking about it. Like, just that, even though I'm in a, in a room full of people that I trust and love so much, just saying something like that, like, Again, these instinctual like feelings of shaky voice and like pit stomach, like everything, like my, literally my heart dropping to pit my stomach and stuff. Like it, it always sits with you in the back of your mind in this unconscious part. But there'll be times where something again would happen and you just run through your mind and you end up beating yourself up about it. That's the weird thing. Like you're just like, why? Why am I this person every day who speaks out about this stuff that happens to other people, but then the moment it happens to me, like I turn to someone I don't recognise. So. I've just learned to like not beat myself up about it and like just so much about self-preservation. When you hear stuff like, thanks Isaac for sharing your friend's story, it's kind of like, I think like you said, a lot of people can relate and like um, every person has a story. Um, and that's, that's in London. <laughs> like like it's, it, it's amazing how people use and abuse their power and privilege like that, knowing fully well what that will do to a person. And I was in my school uniform, so he knew I was a child. So, yeah, I just, I think we should absolutely be talking about this more, whether it be one-to-one -one conversations or through a whole crowd of people. Um, just say it's not only just you and that the way you reacted and felt, don't feel guilty because it's natural. Um, one day it will come out, whether it be like 10 years later or like on the same day. But yeah, thank you. <laughs>
thank you for that. That was really, that really touched me. And one of the amazing things about spaces like these is, in fact, people coming together and sharing their truths. And um, it reminds me of the story of the five guys who go into a cave and they've never touched or seen an elephant before. And each of them begins to touch part of the elephant. And they're in the dark, so one of them touches the leg and goes, ah, oh, it's, it's a pillow. You know, of course this is a pillow. You can doubt that. And the other guy goes, it's a curtain. You know, I'm holding the air and say, oh, of course it's a curtain. The other one goes, no, it's a rope holding the tail. Um, and they all compete and they're constantly saying, no, it's this, no, it's this, no, it's this, no, it's this. And in these sorts of spaces, it's kind of like you doubt your own reality. You learn by learning something new about someone else's. And it's through communication that you can maybe get the feel of the whole elephant. And historically, there have been groups who have been saying, it's a leg, and we will silence you if you ever express that it's anything else but this rigid set of boundaries towards your perspective on this massive reality that's in front of you. So yeah, thank you very much for everyone who's speaking, everyone who's spoken, everyone who will speak, and to constantly share so we can find the elephant in the room, so to speak. Thank you. I'm not gonna lie, I guess there was a curtain, um, but okay. <laughs> Um, what's it um, I'm a proud believer of having a side hustle. And uh, one of my side hustles is, um, is acting as an extra. And the part that um, I went for was um, gangster number three. And I thought, you know, a black, I got this, you know, in the bag. <laughs> so I, I, I went for the audition room. And I was expecting to see like a, a tray selection of black people, you know, just lining up to be gangsters. Um, but what I saw was um, a, a mixture of different races. And I thought, this is incredible. This is amazing. This is like a white Asian gangsters. This was amazing. But then part of my brain, the, I guess the racist side, was like, um, these white people are stealing my job. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, so uh, I, I'm now, I've now got to uh, relocate to now audition for like Asian terrorists. Um, I'm sure this is probably one, one role that they, they're, they're happy to see outsourced. Um, but uh, thank you, thank you very much. actually planning to get up but then I saw something on my Twitter that I wanted to share with you. Um, so has everyone, have you watched some, Someone Great on Netflix? Anyone watch that? There's a quote in there that I love and I don't know what it is about tonight but it made me realise why the quote resonates with me. So I'm going to read what it is. It says, when something breaks, if the pieces are large enough, you can fix it. Unfortunately, sometimes things don't break, they shatter. But when you let the light in, shattered glass will glitter. And in those moments when the pieces of what we were catch the sun, 
I'll remember how beautiful it was, how beautiful it will always be, because it was us and we were magic. And I was like, I don't know why this resonates with me, because I haven't loved a guy like that. Like, I was like, I was like never felt that way. But <laughs> just in this moment, sitting here with all of you guys and hearing all the different things you had to share, I realized it wasn't about a romantic love, but a lost friendship. And in that friendship, we were great and we had really great times, but then, you know, when you just, you, you shatter and that is the way of life. So to remember that even though you've lost friends, there are friends that you've had that were beautiful and magic for you. Hi. <laughs> um, a lot of people have talked about sort of like going for it and just doing it and doing it by yourself. Um, and I wanted to share the last time that I did that. So on Monday, I am a um, self-identifying art hoe, and I like to yes, I like to go to museums and exhibitions by myself. And there was one in LA that no one wanted to come to me with, so I went there, and it was a small little exhibition. There were 12 of us in there, and I'm walking around. They're black and white pictures. I'm taking them in. And there's another self-identified art hoe <laughs> who's playing the flute. Took it to next levels. Just playing the flute around the space. I was like, this art hoe motherfucker. <laughs> I turned around. Guess who the art hoe motherfucker was? Andre 3000. <laughs> And then we went outside and we watched Khalil Joseph's Black News together. We were giggling at the same bits, Kiki and it was just <laughs> so good. And then he just got up and walked out like a little magical fairy playing his flute. And then I was like, I need to commemorate this moment. So I bought the book of the exhibition. It cost me $60, but don't worry about it, it's fine. And then he came back in, he was like, do you know what? I need to like just support black owned spaces. Let me buy a t-shirt. Anyway, long story short, Andre 3000 asked to take a selfie with me because we were art hoeing together. <laughs> who smells like newborn babies and shea butter and a lot of sexual chemistry. Tamika, let me just bow in the presence. Great. I mean, I'd seen on the ground that that happened, but I didn't know the backstory. Wow. And if, if you want to know, Tamika and also Lamara, our Time Lord, are two-thirds of something called Plantain Papers, which is fucking sick. Um, and you should check it out, buy it, buy the T-shirts. <laughs> Lots of people who've been part of today do really incredible stuff, so talk to them, get to know them, check them out. I'm going to do my minute, because might as well. Um, and if, who was that special guest, Brixton? Like recently, so apologies, because you're gonna uh, 
two iterations ago, because we're going to hear the same story again, but this time it's going to be a lot clearer. Basically, on the topic of being out in public and being out in public when people sometimes might put you at risk and standing up for yourself. I was in Scotland about six weeks ago um, and I was just stood on the street, in the street where a year before I'd met two incredible drag performers who had a great time and I generally love Edinburgh, it's a brilliant city. And I was stood on the street talking to a friend of mine and these two kids on bikes, maybe about 15 or 16, cycled past, yelled some shit and carried on. Like, these things happen, like teenagers are dickheads, it's well documented. Um, and we carried on talking, and they came back and started circling us on their bikes and yelling, are you a man or are you a dyke? I can't fucking tell. And yelling at me, and I was like, okay, shit, on one hand, these kids are 15 and I'm 24 and I'm five foot 10. Like, obviously, I could take them, but on the other hand, there were two kids on bikes and they were yelling really aggressively, and it's the first time in such a long time that I've had that happen to me. Uh, up until January, I had like, much longer hair, and I feel like I spent like a decade of my life practically in drag where I was like trying at least not to look visibly queer. And all the interactions where I'd had things happen to me in streets where, or street or in public were like, I don't know, I'd be on a date with a girl and I'd go to the bathroom and I'd come back and a guy would sit in my seat because he wouldn't believe her on a date, or I'd be kissing her on the street and a guy would try and get in the way and try and break us up or get involved. Like the amount of times that's happened to me, I just got bored of it. But it was the first time in such a long time that someone had just been like, nah, you don't fit into my idea of what a woman looks like or what just a person within like our binary heteronormative world looks like. And it felt fucking scared. And they're 15 as well. And then when I read about the two girls on the bus and what happened to them and found out the ages of the guys involved in that incident, so I was like, shit man, like, hate isn't dying out. And so many of us in this room know that, right? Like, we don't live in a society where it's linear progression. Like, we can have freedoms, we can fight for them, but they can so easily be taken away. Um, and I know that, like, I walk through, the, walk through the world with so many things that keep me safe, but even then, like, since then, I've, I've been watching myself and I've seen two men kiss on a... On, on, the, on the tube and I've looked around to see, first of all, who else was watching because I, I felt at risk in London. Um, and I guess part of it taps into a lot of stuff I'm going through in therapy at the moment about gender and about like, a lot of shit that happened to me when I was growing up. But part of it made me think about shit. I didn't stand up, but my friends who were there were so good for me. And I would like to think that if I, that was happening to someone near me, I would do the same. And I started looking into like how to be a good bystander and like how to take action when something's happening. Because you can't, sometimes it's like it's that passive bystander bystander syndrome where you're like, do I get involved? Do I put the person at risk? Like, am I getting in the way? Do I not know the context? And I really suggest you look up how to be a good bystander and get involved, whether it's pretending you know someone and ask, like checking in how they are, asking someone what the time is, like faking these things to help save someone from a situation is so, so important, as well as with consent, documenting these things that happen and fucking reporting them. Because otherwise we will never know how much hate is in our society and how much we have to fight against. And it's Pride in London this weekend, big up, really excited but at the same time it's like it's it's a bittersweet feeling to like have I almost feel like my queerness has been challenged and at the same time trying to fight for that pride back and I don't I don't feel very proud at the moment because of things like that where I feel like I don't know the days I come and dress and be myself are the days when someone's probably going to yell at me in the street and even then like I still am relatively safe compared to so many other people so that's just been on my mind basically um it's just like do your research stick up for each other back up back each other, we need to, we're all each other's gut, um, and we need to be really realistic about what we're up against, um, whether it's climate change and the fact that we do need to make sure the top mobilised down, look up the green industrial revolution and fight for that policy, because it will be fucking sick if it happens, um, but also at the same time, just like, like, I read a quote the other day, and it's love is the motive, but justice is the instrument, 
And I don't know if the person who said it is problematic or not, but I saw it on the Instagram account of someone who I back. So I'm gonna, I'm still researching this person and I don't think they are, but you never know. Everyone's got skeletons in their closet, especially when they're like old and dead. You're like, oh shit, what have they done? <laughs> but like, bring that in and live that. Make sure that love just isn't like saying lovely things to people, but also sticking up for them and standing by them and not just coming to events and like embracing the vulnerability we share, but also taking that out and making sure that we are being aware of where we can be positive and constructive and challenge situations that need to be challenged and changed. That's my minute, basically. Um, thanks. Can we have... And we're also out of time. Whoops. Um, can we have a few rounds of applause, first of all, to Cap, because they've been illustrating for us, and they're fucking sick. We have Cap. Second round of applause to the people on the photo and the video. Where have you gone? Where have you guys gone? Tom and Kareem, where are they? Where are they? That one there? there? There they are. Yes! Tom and Kareem. Round of applause for our time, Lord Lamara. Brett on the sound. Nigel on the decks. And special guest speaker, Daddy Matt. Don't forget to listen back when this is live. Big love and enjoy. And that is all, folks. What a wild, wild evening. Thank you for listening. And if you want to come experience this in person, you can grab a ticket on uh, specialguesthq.com. You can follow us and all the madness on social media at specialguestldn. Um, big up the ministry for having us. It was wicked. And I've been your host, Edith Whitehead. Take it easy. Love you lots. See you at the next one.